Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you very much for tuning into the latest episode of Ask the Top. As always, I greatly appreciate your ongoing support. In fact, recently I've been receiving some very humbling compliments in regards to those who tune into the show. One comment I received recently was the fact that they're not even a devoted WWE fan. They're not a diehard fan anymore. They actually fell away from the industry, but they tune into this show on a bi-weekly basis because it is easy to digest. It gives them a good outlet to get caught up. So for that, I am truly grateful. Keep telling your friends and family to tune in on a bi-weekly basis, which we could make a weekly basis. Nobody owns me. If the demand is there, I can make it so. Just keep sending in your questions. If you want to listen to new episodes of Ask the Top, I'm on the tube, YouTube. You can subscribe to me on there, Chris Toplack, christoplack.com, twm.news, thereactionroom.com, iTunes, and also podcast apps such as Overcast. If you want to interact with me on social media, I'm easy to find. Ask the Top is my pro wrestling page. At Chris Toplack on Twitter is where I'm my most active. So if you want to interact with me on there, ask your questions. Twitter is my prime outlet. Instagram, if you want to see primarily uh, photos about food and humor and various other subjects, that's where you can follow me. And Chris Toplack on Google+, Plus, a good community on there that tends to uh, follow me and engage with my posts. I am sipping on a delicious craft lager. It's the name of it. It's unfiltered from Muskoka Brewery. All natural, premium and pure. Established in 1996. I'm Casey Kasem. A nice crisp beer that would actually be better suited for the summer, but we're suffering from the wintertime blues up here in the Great White North. Surprise, surprise. So this is getting me through the evening. On the show today, the largest Royal Rumble ever. Provide some details on that. A new championship being introduced. Some spoilers there. My favorite intercontinental champions of all time. And my predictions for WWE Fastlane, the road to WrestleMania, continues. Just about a month away. Are you ready? Man, I'm getting there. The Super Bowl for me. I get pumped. Get some good food, some good drinks. I get loud. I get engaged. And for better or worse, I'm going to watch it every single year until I rest in peace. Let's jump into some industry news and rumors. Hillbilly Jim has been announced for the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, he's not being inducted based on his accomplishments. In fact, quite frankly, he doesn't really have that many. He did not win any championships. But he is being inducted for the fact that he was a memorable character during the rock and wrestling era. He was larger than life. He oozed charisma. And he was over. So simply based on the fact that he was so memorable, because most people know who Hillbilly Jim is, he's going into the WWE Hall of Fame. So now, should you go into the Hall of Fame just simply based on notoriety? I mean, most people from that era, or even the Attitude Era, are probably candidates if that's the case. I don't necessarily disagree with it, but again, the WWE Hall of Fame, you have to look at it from different perspectives, right? How about a record-breaking crowd? 
The Herald's Sun recently reported that the WWE is planning to hold an event at the Melbourne Cricket Ground on October the 7th. They're expecting an attendance figure in excess of over 100,000. So this means it could even potentially surpass WrestleMania 32 in terms of the total number. Pretty big. Can it happen? I mean, remember the UFC held a show. I think it was UFC 193, if I'm not mistaken. It was Ronda Rousey. It was Holly Holm. That drew about like, damn, I I think it was close to like 90,000. Was it 90,000? It was a huge crowd, though. It was massive. So I'm sure the WWE with a stack card can show up and they can draw like 100,000 easily. Although when Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm were there, the fans were sitting on basically lawn chairs. They were made of plastic. I'm sure it made for an awful live viewing experience, but nonetheless, it's all about that live atmosphere. Speaking of record-breaking, how about the largest Royal Rumble match of all time? It's coming to Saudi Arabia Friday, April the 27th. 50 WWE superstars will be taking part in this Royal Rumble. Vince McMahon was tweeting, this is going to be the greatest ever. I mean, we're talking John Cena, Triple H, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, The New Day, Braun Strowman, Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Shinsuke Nakamura, and many, many more. It's pretty amazing. Who's going to win? It's actually a great way, when you think about it, to attract a huge audience. Because everybody loves the Royal Rumble. Who doesn't? Who is Charlotte going to face at WrestleMania? Well, in an interview with Maria Menounos, she noted her desired opponent for WrestleMania is none other than the Empress of Tomorrow. I want to wrestle Asuka. I want to break her streak. We've never faced each other. Never been in a multi-woman match. I feel her coming from Japan and having her own legacy and coming from a completely different culture than my background. I think it's definitely a WrestleMania moment. So that's who I would like to face. The speculation begin. I've heard some rumblings, mind you, that this match could become a reality. I dig it. Could Alberto Del Rio be returning to the WWE? I can already hear you sigh. PW Insider reported that none other than Alberto Del Rio was recently at WWE headquarters to film material for an upcoming Rey Mysterio project. So furthermore, it's being said that he even met with Vince McMahon, and there is some legitimate interest to bring him back to the company. Despite all the disparaging things that he said about Triple H and Vince and everyone else, I find it very difficult to believe that they would just say, water under the bridge, come back in. And plus, of course, he was engaged to Paige. That was during arguably the lowest point in her life. I mean, it's not entirely his fault, but he wasn't exactly the greatest influence, at least me as an outsider looking in. So... Can they actually gel in the same locker room within, you know, close proximity of each other potentially? Who knows? An NXT spoiler. Just plug your ears if you don't want to hear this. Killian Dane, Lars Sullivan, Adam Cole, baby, EC3. Yeah, you heard that right from TNA Wrestling. Velveteen Dream and Ricochet are all announced for the ladder match at NXT TakeOver that's taking place WrestleMania weekend for the newly introduced, drumroll please, North American Championship. 
I don't necessarily know if NXT or any show in the WWE needs another championship, but I'm fine with this. It makes sense. That's going to be one hell of a match. Gives all six of them something to do. Could Drew McIntyre also be returning that same weekend? Well, he recently returned to the WWE Performance Center. It's being speculated that he might even be ready to return by WrestleMania weekend for NXT TakeOver. You recall the last time we saw him in an NXT ring, he lost to Andrade San Almas in an upset where Drew lost the NXT Championship. Highlights from the week. Got some here. How about Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon kicking off Raw? I enjoyed it. I liked the announcement. It's going to be Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle taking on Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. It's a logical thing to do, especially in Ronda Rousey's first match because she's going to be nervous. We don't necessarily know how she's going to do because she's very unproven. So let Kurt, one of the greatest pound-for-pound wrestlers in the history of the business, guide you through because despite the fact he's, what, 49 years old, he can still go. Maybe not quite like he did 10 years ago, but he can still go. From SmackDown, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin, a preview. Mine is John Cena of their match at Fastlane. Sami Zayn emerging uh, victorious, turning on Kevin Owens. I don't necessarily know if it was as impactful that it happened on SmackDown, but nonetheless, I was still pretty impressed with this match. It's a good dynamic. Give you my prediction just a little bit later on. How about Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy in the second round match of the WWE Cruiserweight Championship Tournament? That was from 205 Live. Uh, They told a well-paced story. Uh, Mustafa Ali is awesome. He's a very convincing baby face. I liked his promo. Seems like the underdog. It's a good chance he could win at WrestleMania. And as for Buddy Murphy... He was injured, then lost in the shuffle in NXT. Now he has dubbed himself the best kept secret, attempting to reinvent himself on 205 Live. Will he stay there? I mean, he's a big guy. Perhaps he will. Let's get to your questions. Mike Leochi via Facebook, a big fan of the program. Appreciate your support, Mike. What are WWE's plans for John Cena at WrestleMania 34? Is Cena versus Taker still on? If not, who does WWE put Cena with? Hopefully, it isn't with Styles versus Nakamura as it is a dream match, and fans will be mad if it is turned into a triple threat match. Your thoughts on this? Well, it was rumored as of late that John Cena would face none other than Rey Mysterio, but apparently... Mr. 619 suffered a bicep injury that may require surgery, so that's going to put him on the shelf for at least five to six months. Just disappointing. That would have been a good match. The chances of Cena versus Taker, I have to say, are still probably very high. But quite frankly, and I've said this before many times on this program, it's taking place several years too late. Now, here's the thing. Quite honestly, would I not want to see it? I mean, yeah, I'd still be looking forward to it. I'm not going to completely reject it. I'd be lying if I said, I don't want to see this match. I'd be fine with it. It's just that The Undertaker had the perfect 
right off into the sunset John Wayne-esque moment. Why ruin that? The only way they can is if John Cena turns heel and basically just forces The Undertaker to come out of retirement. Or it's not even really retirement, but just to say, oh, you think you're done? You're not done until you face me. That's the only way he has to poke away at the dead man and bring him back. That's it. The final showdown. That's how you build this match. John Martin at I Do It For Hip Hop on Twitter. What are your thoughts on the probable Charlotte Oscar match in the beginning of April with Carmella only having a few months left to cash in? If Charlotte defeats Oscar to beat this streak, Carmella will surely cash in on her. No doubt about it. If the opposite scenario occurs and Oscar emerges victorious, I see Carmella more likely to cash in on the Raw Women's Champion. Because I don't believe it's going to be Carmella ending Asuka's undefeated streak. It's going to be Charlotte, very likely. I'm not making my WrestleMania predictions official quite yet, but it's probably going to be Charlotte. And then if that happens, Carmella will defeat Charlotte and cash in her money in the big championship. It's got to happen. Carmella has shown a lot of progress over the past year. I do believe that she deserves a shot to hold the championship to see what she can do with it. Johnny Wrestle Kingdom via Google+. Plus. Who is your favorite intercontinental champion? Ooh, great question. The Workers' Championship. Back in the day, the intercontinental champion was arguably the best wrestler in the company. So my favorite intercontinental champions all happen to be great wrestlers. Here's my top five. Mr. Perfect, Brett the Hitman Hart, Ooh, yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage, Razor Ramon, Ayo, and Chris Jericho. Now, if I were forced to choose just one favorite, I would have to go with Mr. Perfect. Simply based on the fact that, to me, when I picture the Intercontinental Championship, he's the one holding it. Brett and Randy Savage... They're my two favorites, especially Brett. As a storyteller, there's nobody better. As a larger-than-life character and all-around performer, Savage is also my guy. But I picture them more as the world champion. Of course, Mr. Perfect never held that in the WWE. So I believe that he is the perfect intercontinental champion and perhaps the most talented wrestler ever. That's right. You could throw all the names in the hat, but I'm going to say Mr. Perfect was the greatest ever to never hold the world championship in the WWE. He could have done it easily. It was very believable. Plus, he was perfect, so it made sense. Kyle Scarf, my dear good buddy, one of my closest friends, at Mr. Gore on Twitter. If you're a fan of horror punk music, if you're a fan of horror movies, basically anything horror, he is your guy. Do you think Fabricio Werdum will work in wrestling? Now, here's what he's asking. If you don't know who Fabricio Werdum is, I'll catch you up. He is an MMA fighter, mixed martial arts fighter, if you don't know what that stands for. In the UFC, he fought in strike force as well, too. He's known for his Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He fights in the heavyweight division. He's a former UFC world champion. It was rumored that he was going to make his way into the world of professional wrestling. In fact, he actually said specifically... I'm meeting with the WWE, which I found super, super um, skeptical. 
Like It doesn't make sense to me. Him of all people. So my initial thoughts are that his chances are quite low. To my knowledge, he's about 40 years old. He's never taken a wrestling bump. At least I'm assuming. And of course, he's yeah, he's a well-accomplished fighter. I've been watching him for about 12 years, 13 years. I remember watching him about 2005. He doesn't exactly ooze charisma. Now, he clarified this on Twitter. Just reading today. Hey, guys, to make it clear, I spoke about maybe doing Lucha Libre in Mexico, not WWE. I meant WWE-style pro wrestling, but I am a UFC fighter. My focus 100% is fighting in the UFC, whatever decision I make after my fighting career. And by the way, I find that bizarre because if he knows anything about Lucha Libre wrestling, it's not the WWE style. In fact, it's the complete opposite from that. So I don't even know if he's a true wrestling fan or not, but either way, will he work in wrestling? Again, the chances are very, very low. Predictions. That dark, ominous voice. Predictions. Means that we are in store for yet another set of predictions. This time around, it is for WWE Fastlane. It is taking place this coming Sunday, March the 11th, from the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. There are six matches formally announced for this card. Without further ado, let's get to my predictions. Specky Lynch and Naomi taking on the team of Natalia and Carmella. Natalia on SmackDown suggesting to Naomi, your buddy Becky is going to turn on you. She's not trustworthy. She's two-faced. So they're teasing the tension. Either way, I believe that Becky Lynch and Naomi emerge victorious. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with those four because right now they're really not booked for WrestleMania. Perhaps they do some big battle royal. They're always trying to get everybody on the show, and rightfully so. The Royal Rumble winner, King of Strong Style, Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Rusev, his personal singer, I guess, or mouthpiece, if you will, Aiden English, with his road to WrestleMania completely paved, painted, and clear. You know that Nakamura will not be losing this match. He's going to emerge victorious and win. And we'll talk about who he's going to be going up against a little bit later on. The Usos, Jimmy and Jay, taking on the New Day. Now, who's it going to be? Is it Big E and Kofi? Is it Kofi and Xavier Woods? Is it Big E and Xavier Woods? You don't know, right? Freebird rules. It is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I believe the Usos are going to retain, and those championship titles are going to remain at the Uso Penitentiary, so they will retain their championship. How about Charlotte Flair, the champion, taking on Ruby Riot? I hate pronouncing that name. Double R's. Drives me crazy. With Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan by her side, it is for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair is not losing this match. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy work and that Ruby should be completely diminished in terms of her skills. I'm not saying that at all. I just think that she's going to win this match quite decisively. And I don't know if it's going to be this Sunday or perhaps next week, but we are having to set up Charlotte versus Asuka. And again, that's not confirmed. I'm just assuming that's going to happen because you're putting the two best against each other. So Charlotte and Asuka, that's the match I want to see. And let's hope they set it up within the near future, but Charlotte will retain 
for championship. Bobby Roode versus the Viper. Randy Orton, that is for the United States Championship. I don't see any championship really changing hands at Fastlane. I could be wrong. If there's any that is likely to change hands, it's this one. But I still feel that Bobby Roode will retain. And perhaps they will set up maybe like a triple threat or fatal four-way at WrestleMania 34. Now let's get to the main event. It is the champion, AJ Styles versus John Cena versus Kevin Owens versus Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler versus Sami Zayn as well. It is the six-pack challenge for the WWE Championship. An interesting development on SmackDown with Sami Zayn turning on Kevin Owens. He wants to be the man. But in the immortal words of Ric Flair, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And that man is AJ Styles, the phenomenal one who will retain his WWE championship and go on to face Nakamura, a dream match, a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom at WrestleMania 34. No championships are changing hands this close to WrestleMania. And speaking of being close to WrestleMania, I'm going to be attending a WWE Raw house show this coming Sunday. Budweiser Gardens in London, Ontario. It is the official road to WrestleMania. Who will be present? Well, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Finn Balor versus The Miz and The Miztourage in a six-man tag team match. Read this. See all your other favorite WWE superstars in action, including Cesaro and Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy, Delete, 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 Women's Champion Alexa Bliss, and many more. Event card subject to change. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping that I'll make it home in time to catch Fastlane. It's going to be a record finish, but at the same time, that's the beauty of being able to start from the beginning. So I'm probably going to try and avoid spoilers as much as humanly possible, but that's where I'm going to be if you don't see me live tweeting from the second the event starts because I believe this one starts at about 5 p.m., so that should probably end by about, what, 7, 7.30 and then I'll be home for Fast Lane. So hopefully I'll be live tweeting. You can join me for the conversation at Chris Toplack on Twitter. And as always, I greatly appreciate your ongoing support. Keep showing the love. Keep telling your friends and family members to tune in to Ask the Top. And keep asking your questions. It's what fuels this show and keeps it very interesting. So until next week, well, I guess a couple weeks from now, and we're getting so close to WrestleMania that I'll have uh, a special edition of WrestleMania where I will preview not only NXT TakeOver and WrestleMania, but also make some predictions for the WWE Hall of Fame like I did last year. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And until then, happy trails to you until we meet again. 